Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Just want to take a minute and let you guys know you are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. This is Sam Lubman here with Joe Shasky. We are coming at you at least twice a week all throughout the Giants baseball season. Make sure to rate this podcast, review it, subscribe to it, share it. Tell every person you've ever met in your life to listen to it. We are the best destination for all of your Giants podcast talk right here on Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys. We're talking about just kind of what needs to happen this season in terms to get a contract extension. And as the season gets started, there's a lot that's said about expectations. What can we expect from the team? Now, we could be optimistic right now and maybe expect the moon from the Giants. Yeah. Or to be pessimistic and be like, oh, no, they're going to be lousy all year long. So it seems like there's a team where just looking up and down this roster, so many guys have something to prove this year. So many guys have a lot of stock kind of riding on how this season transpires. So with all that said, with what these guys on this team have to prove, considering the landscape around them in the National League West and just the National League as a whole, what's a fair expectation for what we want the Giants to do this year? Obviously, the overall expectation is you want a World Series, but if that's number one goal, what is a fair expectation? What do the Giants need to do for us coming away from the season saying that was a step forward? Sam, Sam, saying that this team has got World Series aspirations, look, Every team in professional sports wants to win championships, but the reality is you're not set up to do it every single year. And even when you think you're set up to do it, things can happen throughout the season where sports happens, injuries, you know, guys fall off. uh, You get beat by a better team. uh, You don't catch the right breaks. You know, you face the wrong team in the wrong playoffs. I would make the argument in not one of the years that the Giants won the championship were they the top dog heading into the playoffs, right? Now, 2012, I feel like was their best top to bottom team and they were the number one team for three quarters of the year. But the final two months of the season was horrible. Horrible. And yeah. then obviously 2014, I mean, Bumgarner helped will them to a championship. Well, with obviously Crawford and uh and and Posey and and Pence and, and Belt contributing, even though Posey's uh, bat was terrible at that time. So this year, let's look at this year. When you spend the amount of money that they've spent, even if it's a lot of two and three year contracts and one year deals. I feel like that puts you in the wild card at minimum. Like you need to be competing for the wild card spot. Now, if things happen and you fall out of it, look, I'm willing to understand if we, if we go through the season and guys fall off and they're nowhere near or injuries happen or some other team in the NL West makes a big jump up like Arizona, I believe is prime for that. But I've said that a few times about Arizona, maybe Colorado comes up out of nowhere. You should be competing for that seventh wild card spot at 
minimum. That to me is a realistic goal for this team right now. What do you think? I agree. No, I think at minimum, there should be a wild card. If I think we can all just maybe agree right now, the Padres are probably, they have the, the, the division uh, clinched until they don't, I guess. Would probably be a good way to look at it. They just oh, look like see. the most complete team from top to, oh no, you got, still have to play the games. Yeah. But from top to bottom, the Padres look like the most complete team right now. I have no issue pe- you know, penciling them in as the okay. division champions, which means that you're fighting for one of these three wildcard spots. You're going to be fighting for that spot with the Dodgers, who even without Trey Turner, that's still a very scary team. Yeah. People think, oh, the Dodgers are taking a step back this year. There's still a you know 111 team that lost Trey Turner. This is still a team that could probably win 95 games. Yeah, uh, the Dodgers are still pretty freaking good. And then yeah, the Diamondbacks they're going to be a problem this year. They have a very good one-two punch with uh well, Merrill Kelly and uh, uh Zach Gallen atop the rotation. Oh, and of course that Madison Bumgarner guy. You know he's always a potential to uh, pitch pretty well too every now and then. And the lineup it's it's not a chump lineup. There's guys who can hit. I mean even yeah. in 2021 when the Diamondbacks were a disaster. They had guys in that lineup who could put the battle on the ball and make some damage happen. So they're not going to be a pushover. And the Rockies, they still play half their games at Coors Field, which that's always going to be a massive home field advantage for them. The Giants, they seriously have their work cut out for them just in the division. That's before you even get through the rest of the National League. The National League East looks absolutely loaded. The NL Central, you know, you got the the, the, the Cardinals and the Brewers. I think the Cubs could be a team that maybe might sneak in and cause some problems too. So that's a lot of traffic to navigate through to get one of three spots. You're talking about is 87 wins enough. I definitely think that should be the goal for the giants to at minimum achieve that. I'm not even sure if 87 wins would even get you there. When you think about just how good some of these teams in the national league are, I I, I'm with you, but like, they've got a lot of question marks, you know, let's go to some of the question marks for this year's giants team. Like let's, let's dive deep into this right now. Last year, I thought it was one of the worst base running teams I've ever seen in my life. Also, defensively, they left a lot to be desired. I mean, you can make an entire case on Alex Cobb being underrated strictly because of bad defense, right? Mm -hmm. So let's go around the diamond right now. Brandon Belt, whatever you think about him, was a better defensive first baseman than what I've seen thus far from Jock and Lamont Wade. Though, I heard from Lamont Wade, he played first base in college. He's smaller, a shorter target. I actually think he'll be better than Jock at first base, and I think we're underrating it. But defensively, they might take a, t- a tick down. Like I think that's yeah. fair to say out loud. And you also got possibly Flores, Wilmer Flores, and J.D. Davis will also exactly. see some times at first base. And it's a yeah, crowded of position. Those, of those four, is Lamont Wade Jr. the best defensive option yes. there? And yes. if that's the situation, like, ugh. I know, I know. And so, and and look, I'm holding out hope he can get better as the year goes on. More familiarity, more reps, all those things. Second base, Estrada made strides last year. He was a struggle at second base at times, mm-hmm. right? Defensively. Shortstop, we love Craw. I like Craw a lot. I, you know, who doesn't like him? But he's got a bulky knee right now. Can he continue to, you know, face off father time and, and look like his youthful self? Who's the backup at second and at short? Like, yeah, is Estrada I mean, going to be my backup at short? Is Wilmer Flores my like backup at, at second? I mean, the Giants, they're they are falling into a trap where it's almost like it's its a repeat of the 2009 Same. Giants who 
or the two uh, the 2008 Giants when they went in with 41 year old Omar Vizquel at shortstop <laughs> exactly. and and no one else, and that's how the legend of Brian Bocock was born. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then and it seems like the Giants are repeating that uh, that same mistake almost. Yeah, exactly. And so I look at someone like David VR, and they've got him penciled in at third base, and I'm saying, well, I think I need him to play third and second. Like just looking at the roster, Wilmer Flores play first too. Exactly. Um, and and then that leads us to, to third base, which obviously VR is going to get the bulk of the opportunities there. Look around the backups. Okay, you have so many first basemen, the redundancy there. You don't really have legitimate backups at third, short, and second. J.D. Davis doesn't cut it at third base, in my no. estimation. So and neither I'm, does really sketchy. Either. I'm really sketchy on the infield defense. Behind the plate, Bart looks solid. I would say solid, not great behind the plate. He's got a really plus arm. The glove is in eh, calling games. That's a whole other thing. Blake Sable, great bat. The glove is coming along like that's just call what it is. And then I go to the outfield and I love Bryce Johnson being added to the team. Some speed, all that. Yaz and him are the only plus defenders. Yeah, I mean, uh, Austin Slater, I think he's he's okay on defense. He can move around. But you and I saw it last year. How many times did Austin Slater jump for a fly ball that went five feet over his head and to the left? I know. I can't judge a fly ball at all. No. Uh, Mitch Hanniger, I think, is a improvement over Jock yes. Peterson left field only in the same way that you or I would be an improvement in left field over Jock Peterson defensively and Michael Conforto again this is a guy who all indications are that he is healthy yes. he is ready he to go good. I think he could be another plus defender out there you talk about just kind of what to expect from guys I look at Conforto and Hanniger and I think maybe what do you want to expect from them I'll ask you that in a second Conforto I think could be a very he could be the next guy where we're like oh hey Farhan really found a good one here uh, Mitch Haniger, my my bull take for the year is I want to see Mitch Haniger make a sneaky all-star bid. Uh, I think he could be good enough. The last full season he played, he hit 39 home runs. This is a guy who I think very well could play well enough so, to where he could get some all-star consideration there. Let me ask you about Mitch Haniger. For people that maybe aren't familiar, what kind of player is he? Uh, he's probably more power dominant. He's got some good contact there. Overall plus defender, a guy who's able to drive runs in uh, about a league average strikeout walk rate kind of fits a lot of the molds that Farhan Zaidi is looking for. Now, as far as versatility, I think he's probably more of a left fielder. I don't I think, think he'll so play too. a lot of right field, but I think that's good because I don't think he's a guy who's going to be platooned. He can hit both sides okay. of the plate. So okay. he's a guy. So that- you're really high on him. I'm I'm about as high as you probably could be on no, a guy I like, like him. Yeah. All right. I like him. So I'm very. I want to be very optimistic about Hanniger. Part of it is just hopefully kind of willing it to to happen. But no, I look at Mitch Hanniger as a guy who, if he's in an All Star conversation, I wouldn't be all that shocked about it. If he's not, I probably wouldn't be shocked about it either. Not not trying to hedge that or anything. But he is a guy who I kind of expect a lot out of Mitch Hanniger, uh, and that may be warranted or not. But like it or not, he was the premier signing of this off season. So there's going to be a lot of expectations on what we should see out of him. I'm with you on that. And then adding Bryce Johnson, this is the kind of step forward that I'm looking forward to. This is a young speedster. This is a team that doesn't steal bases. He led spring training in stolen bases. The Giants tied the A's in terms of most stolen bases attempted and most stolen bases successfully um, achieved. And so this is a big signaling of them changing philosophically who they are as their ethos. They were never going to run the bags the last couple of years because of how old they were. Very station to station. I'm really excited to see Bryce Johnson. 
Yeah. No, especially I think stolen bases are going to go up this year. Bigger bases, less pickoff yes. attempts. It is going to be easier than it has been in a long time to steal bases. And having at least one guy there is great. Hopefully they can get more, but you need to start somewhere. So yeah. 